Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, JC. Howdy. We had a teach show yesterday, and everybody was asking where you were. Cool. He was not gone. He was not absent i just asked him if i could do a teach show and uh and he said okay <laughs> so how are you today jc i'm fantastic thank you i think it's a great day i like your hat it's a pretty nice hat you got, got that from the state of jefferson and your shirt i don't know has anybody seen your shirt this is one of the new ones this is actually one of my favorites from godgunsliberty.com it's kind of like old school's 80s. You should be wearing your 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 Samba Adidas shoes along with that and some uh, sweatpants with the stripes up the side. And <laughs> no, I don't know about that part. <laughs> Makes me feel all 80s old school for you. <laughs> I like it, though. I like it a lot. So welcome, everybody. We've got lots of people in the room. We got Oregon happening here, Naples, Florida, Alaska, J.C., Alaska's with us, uh, Republic of Indiana, uh, Roseburg, Oregon, Lewisburg, would that be Lewisburg or Louisburg, North Carolina, and Nate has a, has a message for you. Hmm. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Speaking of interesting, so there is a gas shortage, not. The, sort of like the whole run on the bank things. Back in the, uh, I don't know, what was, I forget what year that was, when people thought, oh my goodness, we're going to run out of cash. And then the people all did this run on the banks and figured out that nobody actually, that no bank actually has all the money that belongs to all the people <laughs> in the bank. And then all of a sudden the banks are shutting down and people are angry because now they don't have any money. Well, now we have people freaking out over the hack on the gas line, shutting down the gases. And I just wanted to share this because this is just, these pictures are just amazing. Here's the first one. If you're looking for gas, head to Wendy's. <laughs> uh, $30 gas maximum. Does that mean you can drive around the block and come back and get $30 more? Which... By the way, is not going to get you much gas right now because the gas prices are through the roof, too. Look at this one. He's <laughs> water drums with gasoline. He <laughs> says, do not be this person. Quite a few. Yeah, no kidding. I wonder what kind of money that takes to fill that up. How about this one? <laughs> She's outside with a mask on. <laughs> she thinks she's going to get gas from that one. Um, you know, a lot of people <laughs> just listen to audio, so you might want to describe what's happening. Oh, now. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. So here's a guy standing in the back of the truck with what those are the like 50 gallon water drums, right? Filling that up with gas. Here's a lady standing at the gas pump with a mask on. And it's got one of those uh, out of order sleeves over the pump. So she's actually had to push the sleeve into the gas tank or puncture the thing through the thing. Here's some people putting gasoline into plastic grocery bags. 
at the Kroger store. I wonder if they went into the Kroger, got the plastic grocery bags, and then came out and filled that up. What's, what's interesting now is this, we now have a message from the government. Uh, your, here's your pub public service announcement. Do not fill plastic bags with gasoline. A new PSA public like service announcement. Plastic tote there. Tote. Yeah. Um, oh, that one. Yeah. That one's plastic tub. like a tub that you put in. Yeah, and, and obviously he's going to stick it in the trunk. In the trunk. Nice. Nice. Well, this is what happens, by the way. Or she or whatever that is. <laughs> he, she, whatever. This is what happens when you load up your vehicle with too many tubs of gasoline. In I got a trunk. picture here. Uh, a Hummer erupts in flames just feet from gas pump. After stockpiling fuel in the trunk, 20 gallons of gas stored, and now they don't have a Hummer anymore. What, what, this is what happens, JC, when people go insane stupidity, over fear. Stupidity knows no socioeconomic boundaries. No socioeconomic boundaries. Yes, you're right, JD. JD says a Darwin Award candidates. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many people actually know about the Darwin Awards. Those are pretty fun kind of things, right? Well, here's the they're going to put the gas line back online, apparently. But what's really interesting in this Drive article that I found, and Drive is actually uh, like a motorhead art magazine, right? So they do things with engines and stuff. And what's interesting is, is that the company can, that controls the pipeline says that uh, today that uh, it's finally, or yesterday evening, that it's finally restarted operations more than five days after last Friday's wans ransom ransom ransomware attack. Now, what's interesting, JC, is this particular article uh, has a very interesting take on the whole thing that there is at, really at this point they're investigating. There's no evidence available has pointed to the pipeline's operational systems actually being compromised. Uh, in the wake of the hack, the full scale of the ransomware's penetration into the company's systems would have been unknown. Thus, the decision to shut down could easily be explained as taking a highly cautious approach. So the decision to shut down was not because the hacker shut it down, but because the company decided to shut it down. And uh, which was something, JC, that I thought was found interesting because my thought when all of this happened, you know, the skepticism that runs through my brain is what would keep a company like this from shutting down to drive up gas prices? What would keep them from doing this to just simply have some kind of, of control over the whole thing? I don't know. I, I guess it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. Well, anyway. All right. I have a court story for you today. You might be seeing that. You might not be seeing that, but I wanted to share it with you. 
Um, there we go. Georgia. So Georgia has come out with a Georgia court opinion that it's lawful to use force to resist an unlawful arrest. Uh, Christopher Glenn insisted he was doing nothing wrong. So when the athens Clark County police officers handcuffed him and took him into a patrol car, he was having none of it. Kicking and flailing, he strongly resisted. At one point, Glenn lunged forward, smacking a sergeant in the face with his forehead. Soon after that, he was lying atop another officer on the pavement. And when officers finally got Glenn into the cruiser, he kicked at the door so violently he damaged the hinges. Well, it turns out the officers had no probable cause to actually arrest Glenn for loitering and prowling outside the Oglethorpe Elementary School in Athens. And his appeal of the incident has led to a landmark Georgia Supreme Court case that where the court held on a centuries-old case from England to find that not only was Glenn within his right to use force to resist the unlawful arrest, he could also damage government property to do so. Who wrote this? Who wrote this? The Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Oh. Why do you ask? Uh, because those are strange statements in that article, knowing what I know. Mm -hmm. So tell us what you know. Well, they're calling it landmark. That, that makes it sound like it's something new. Yes. And then they say it's based on, they seem to, to emphasize, you know, oh, a centuries old, like they dug up some ancient thing from some other country to come up with it. Yeah. Uh, this, no. this has been, this is, right. this, this opinion has been issued, I think several times, pretty well settled mm -hmm. uh, at the Supreme court as far as court cases go. So I don't know if, I don't, I don't know who would be writing this or why they would not inform themselves. Well, I think to me, it was an effort to sensationalize what was actually happening um, to to make a story out of something that's actually precedent established, which begins in a Supreme Court case from 1900, not an English case, but actually a U.S. Supreme Court case called Bad Elk v. United States, and it's from 1900. And there's been precedent since then that has relied on Bad Elk, but Bad Elk is the standing precedent that continues. And in Bad Elk, constitutional attorneys learn this, and, and I think most law schools even teach this still as well. But in this case, you have two tribal police officers who are trying to arrest a man named John Bad Elk. Well, the one tribal police officer recognizes that the other tribal police officer is committing an unlawful arrest and tries to make him stop. Well, then the one tribal police officer ends up shooting the other tribal police officer to, to save John Bad Elk from being arrested. Mm -hmm. And the Supreme Court of the United States held that it is, uh, it is lawful to resist an, an unlawful arrest uh, with, force. with force. Now, if you end up killing someone, you're not the the murder may be reduced to manslaughter. So you're still going to be held accountable for sh for killing someone. But if the arrest is unlawful, you are 
are are authorized, according to the Supreme Court, to resist that arrest with force. Mm -hmm. And that is what has come. That actually comes from English common law. But nonetheless, most of our law comes from English common law for so for for this this case for this story to be sort of run the way it is like it's some kind of big deal i had to i had to pull this up because like you jc i knew about the bad elk case uh i I believe we've actually even had conversations about the bad elk case here in Mm -hmm. the house and i thought to myself reading this what is the agenda here it what is exactly is the the agenda? Because the Atlanta Journal Constitution is very leftist, so it's it's a pro. It is because this sort of this sounds pro police to me, which is strange for the Atlanta Journal Constitution to sound like that. So I I don't. Which I mean I guess an individual journal journalist could write whatever an editor. Passes. I, I, really, I really don't know. Unless they're trying to claim that Antifa and those oh, guys. That's true. Yeah. See, I thought mm-hmm. that's what ran in my head. They're trying to build the case for. I mean, these are the same people that are defund the police. Right. Yeah. And well, they're trying to well, justify violence against officers. Well, so. obviously. the Yeah. But but I'm saying they. They sounded like they were criticizing the opinion is what it sounded like to me. Maybe maybe I just didn't. Maybe I'm just hearing it the wrong way. Oh, because they were talking about it being a centuries old case and digging it up kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe it's not intended that way. Maybe it's like you're saying they they're trying to they're trying to emphasize that. uh, It's okay to attack police. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're trying to say. I think that it's just amazing to. But it is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's, it's been that it's nothing new. Yeah. It's not a landmark case. It is not landmark. It doesn't change anything. As a matter of fact, I thought it was interesting. It said a landmark case that relied on centuries old cases. Isn't that sort of contradictory? If it's landmark, then there isn't anything before it. So it's you can just resist an unlawful arrest with force. With force. That's pretty yes. much what the Supreme Court has held. And so here, the basically the story is the Georgia Supreme Court aligns with the U.S. Supreme Court and gave the same, basically the same opinion as the U.S. Supreme Court has given previously. And the same court that the same decision that federal courts have been upholding since 1900. Right. So, so there you go. There you go. You know, nothing to see here. Move on. But again, I, I just have to believe that there's some kind of an agenda here and I'm going to start watching. Are there going to be a lot more? I mean, is this going to picked up by the national news? You know, and yeah. are they going to carry the whole this is novel? This is landmark. Guess what? You can go out and, and you know, shoot people with impunity. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. That's just the thing. So this is a very interesting headline at the, this is also another constitutional issue, JC, an interesting headline that I found in the insider, which always grabs my attention. I went on to read. So Trump asked for troops to quote, do whatever was necessary end quote, to protect demonstrators who went on to storm the Capitol. 
And so those two things to me, and I'm sure as being married to a constitutional attorney, been involved in all these conversations and the training that I've had, seem to me like a nothing burger. Okay, so Trump says do whatever's necessary to protect demonstrators. Mm -hmm. um, that's exactly what the Supreme Court says as well. So I scrolled down and I found this Ryan Goodman. Are you familiar with Ryan Goodman? No. All right, so here is Ryan Goodman. Just so I, I love people to know who these people are who are writing these things, who are saying these things. So Ryan Goodman is a former special counsel for oh, the I've Department of Defense, yeah. co-editor-in-chief of Just Security. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a chaired professor for New York School of Law. Yeah. Right? So what exactly does he teach at the that, law school? That Probably tells you all you need to know right there. A former an chair, NYU law professor. Yeah, but a former chaired professor at Harvard Law. Mm -hmm. Right. So the question becomes, what exactly are they teaching at the uh, at uh, New York Law and, and, and at Harvard Law? Because it seems to me that they're not teaching constitutional law. I mean, we know they're not teaching the Constitution, but apparently they're not even teaching constitutional law anymore. Um, here's what Ryan Goodman says. Well, this is new. I wonder if this is a new speaking writing trend. Landmark new. This is new. Trump told his acting secretary of defense to use military force for what purpose? Miller. Trump said, do whatever was necessary to protect the demonstrators. Are you ready? that were executing their constitutionally protected rights. Mm -hmm. He did not say protect people who are destroying property. Right. He did not say protect people who were shooting people. Mm -hmm. He did not say protect people who were, who were punching people in the face or burning cars or burning buildings. He said, do what is ever necessary to protect the demonstrators that were executing their constitutionally protected rights. But that's really kind of not new and not novel because that's exactly what the Supreme Court has said since 1969 and probably before then. But this is the case that we use in uh, over and over again in constitutional law cases, uh, Gregory v. Chicago is a, is, is a huge case in constitutional law classes, which a law professor should be aware of, unless he does something like gender studies law or something. I don't know what he's doing. Environmental law. But they would know because they're always, you know, worried about being arrested. To let a policeman's command become equivalent to a criminal statute comes dangerously near making our government one of men rather than of laws. There are ample ways to protect the domestic tranquility without subjecting First Amendment freedoms to such a clumsy and unyielding weapon. Officers must take, and here's the key, officers must take all reasonable efforts to protect the demonstrators. That's the exact word that Trump used. Mm -hmm. here's here's federal court following the precedent of Gregory v. Chicago 
A police officer has the duty to not ratify and effectuate a heckler's veto, nor may he join in a moiling mob intent on suppressing ideas. Instead, he must take reasonable action to protect from violence persons exercising their constitutional rights. Uh, also what Trump said. Here is another one following the precedent of Gregory v. Chicago. This is a federal court case. Local government must, quote, provide police in such numbers as in their professional judgment are required to afford adequate protection to the protesters. Right. So what exactly is so new about this? What what exactly? I mean, I I, I want to I want us to have a serious discussion about this because once again, what we have is a situation where the media is is simply and law professors. Can I just say one more time, JC? Stop sending your children to law school. I, I don't I don't even know. We need to find a law school that actually teaches truth. This is just crazy. Or at least don't send them to NYU and, and to Harvard. Send them to public school, period. So you can send them to Liberty. Liberty has a law school. Uh, Hillsdale doesn't have a law school yet. Um, does Patrick Henry have a law school? I don't I remember. remember. But at least send them to a law school that is not like this. This is new. Do whatever is necessary to protect demonstrators that are executing their constitutionally protected rights. Uh, no, Mr. Goodwin, Goodman, it is not new. Why? How do you are good law, right? Ryan, good law. How, how do you how do I'm just offended, JC. I'm absolutely offended that these people get to call themselves law professors, get to teach the future lawyers, judges, and probably politicians of America, and talk about it being new that the government has a duty to protect demonstrators. The same people, JC, who will tell you that you can't arrest rioters. Mm -hmm. was he, go ahead. I was just, was he hoping the demonstrators were going to be killed or something? He doesn't want people's prote rights protected I, I don't understand what he what did he what did he want to happen I, why is this so shocking to mr goodman that is my question that the government government agents would be ordered to do their jobs to protect people's rights so is it new that people sh that the government should protect their rights is it new that demonstrators have constitutionally protected rights? Is it new or outrageous that Trump should want to protect people's constitutionally, you know, consti I, I hate saying that constitutional rights, but I'm just reading constitutionally protected rights, right? What exactly is his outrage? Well, perhaps it's the military part. So he was saying the military has to do it. Did he know that Nobody else was going to do it. I mean, what? It's a weird. It is. It's a strange statement. But you know, they don't like. They don't like rights. They don't like the Constitution. So it's pretty much a given. But he was 
he was a special counsel for the Department of Defense. Sure. So he has to know the duty of the Department of Defense. Of course he knows. So what exactly That's why we call is them the, subversives. Do whatever was necessary to protect the demonstrators that were executing their constitutionally Well, he, he equates everyone there with insurrectionists. So these guys literally believe that the tens of thousands of people that were there just, just because they support Trump um, are terrorists that should be taken out. Yeah. Remember, so this is the same crowd that, that is saying uh, the government should use drone strikes to kill Trump supporters. Right. Right. So uh, Liz Cheney got booted. They the Democrats seem very sad about this. It's been a it's, this has been it a is. strange spectacle to watch. It has been very strange. Uh, just report after report after report and experts and you know everybody under the sun on all of these lefty news channels. Yes, coming on TV to cry about the fact that. Republican Liz Cheney is no longer conference chair, which it's been surreal. What, uh, he may. Okay. So you're, you're a little bit more political astute than I am politically astute than I am. What exactly is the importance of a chair? The conference chair just basically communicates, you know, the mission of the party and uh, gets them all headed in the same direction. Do they have a political power? Or an Not. elevated influence. I'm the chair, so I'm more important and I get more lobbyist money or I get more lobbyist voting control. Or, I mean, what exactly is the benefit I, of being I, the chair? I guess it's just a higher profile. I mean, they have some influence in the fact that they're supposed to be the ones sort of leading the gaggle, but in, in reality, it's, it's nothing. No additional tangible power. Yeah, I mean the whole thing so is it's just really crazy. Just, it's, it, it's just a, it's just more theater. Yeah. And you and I think it, you can tell it's theater when, as I said, you have all these Democrats parading around crying. Yeah. That I mean, forget forget names, forget anybody. Right. The Republican Party. Yeah. Uh, voted to change conference chair members, right? Or leaders, and the Democrats are are crying. There are news stories and reports and interviews and experts, wall to wall complaints on the Democrat news channels, crying about a republic, a particular Republican, uh, no longer being conference chair. Is it's just. Uh, You'd think it was one of theirs removed from office. Yeah, let me, it's very, it's, it's really surreal. This. I don't, what is that? Is that, should we understand this to say much about Liz Cheney? If she's so loved yes. by the loony left that, mm -hmm. that as a Republican, they're upset that she's no longer the conference chair. Let's, let, what I, does I, that say about her? I picked this. I'm, I picked this one because I, there were like, in this video, like, Bam, 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 bam. These these explosions that made my head explode. So let's go on a journey oh, through Antarctica. Yeah, so, I mean, this, it's almost internal is interactive. An internal position that 
House GOP members voted to remove Congresswoman Liz Cheney from her role as conference chair. The Wyoming representative has faced growing pressure from her own party for supporting the second impeachment of Donald Trump over the Capitol insurrection. Now, she also was refusing to support his false claims that the 2020 election was stolen. There's no evidence of widespread fraud. In a call this morning, Cheney said she will lead the fight to restore the Republican Party. But if her fellow lawmakers want a leader who will enable Trump's lies, she's not that person. So it looks like Representative Elise Stefanik of New York is poised to replace her as chair of the House Republican Conference. Stefanik has echoed some of Trump's claims about the election and continues to refer to him as the president. I want to bring in Republican strategist Brian Darling. So it's more Trump derangement yeah, syndrome. it how, is. How long has this man been out of office? It is. It's absolutely crazy. And notice they said, and once again, it's that use of words. There is no widespread fraud, mm. right? There is plenty of evidence of voter fraud, people. Plenty of evidence. Anybody who watched the Senate hearings in Georgia has to know that there's plenty of evidence of fraud. But according to the, the leftists and those, you know, who are happy about what happened, it's not widespread enough. There's not enough fraud. So because there's not enough, then it's false to claim that there was any. And I think that's part of, uh, of the problem. Yeah. And why are they so upset about her leaving? Uh, it's, it's looks sounds from all I've listened to him. It's just, it's still Trump derangement syndrome. I, it is, it's fascinating. I mean, can you, can you think of <laughs> a, a more influential, very, very few that I can think of more influential politicians in my lifetime? Um, I, Reagan, maybe like I can only think of Reagan that the hatred just, just carried mm -hmm. years and years and years. Reagan's dead now. Right. And, and they're, uh, someone you personally know very well for a very long time. I'm not going to say any more than that. Uh, I saw he posted on his Facebook the other day, some rant about Reagan. And I'm thinking, <laughs> bro, Reagan is dead. I He's know, been man. dead for a little while now, but <laughs> it, it's just so. So there was a Reagan Trump derangement syndrome gone. too. Like get over it. And they're still, and, and not just sort of, not just these kind of uh, policy debate, intellectual type issues, but they're, they're just irrational. They're mm -hmm. beside themselves. They're just crazy. They cannot get this man out of their head. It's unbelievable to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, uh, if Liz Cheney, if the majority of the people in the house feel like she does not represent because you said that that would be her job to represent well, the views and yeah. the values of the people. Then what exactly sure. is the the insanity of them saying we want somebody that better reflects the way we believe? Yeah. And I, and she she's not the only one that shares the opinions she expresses in the Republican Party. But I guess they don't want those in leadership, although Kevin McCarthy said similar things um, and he, He's basically leading the effort to boot her out. So it, it's it's there's as far as the Republicans are concerned, it's got to be more 
than just the Trump issue. I think for the Democrats, it certainly is Trump derangement syndrome, why they're wringing their hands over it. But um, it would have to be more than just, just we love Trump and she hates Trump, so she's got to go because because yeah. there are plenty just like her in there. So um, this and is some this is some the, in, internal uh, politics going on. And here's the thing that sort of makes me cringe: she's not just any person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is Dick Cheney's wife. No daughter or daughter. Sorry, Dick Cheney's daughter. Sorry. How is it that you have a Republican coalition with the with the mental fortitude to stand up and kick out Dick Cheney's daughter? Yeah, that is an interesting thing because I thought that's the thing that gets me because I know the power of the Cheneys. Yeah, he used to have a chokehold on the Republican Party. We 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 actually saw personally saw it when he came and privately chastised the entire Congress and got them to do his bidding. Uh, and that was minutes a, before, a, minutes before, before a, vote. a vote. And that was in the midst of post tea party wave. Right. So he, he basically came up and yanked the chain of all the tea party Republicans and told them vote his way or else. Remember so it was, Oh, that, I was just having lunch with them. We didn't even talk <clears throat> politics. Yeah. Get so, out of town. So get out of town. Is this an indication uh, that he doesn't he doesn't have that power anymore? I don't know. I know. I just I think it's very strange because that was the first thing that I thought uh, because that when means- they were talking about voting her out. Right. Yeah. The first thing I was thinking was, are they really sure they want to pick a fight with the Cheneys? Because mm-hmm. so maybe they're that'd uh, be like picking his, a fight with the Bushes. I don't know. Power is waning or gone. So that's interesting. What would it take to make that happen? I just I don't, don't even know. Trump? Trump. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. This An is interesting development. This is actually hilarious. I mean, I don't know if if it, others are going to find this as funny as I do, but I want to play this this video. Oh, Papa Bats. Here we go. Joe Cortez is calling in top lawmakers to ensure that Congress remains, quote, a safe civil place for members and staff after Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene reportedly accosted her on Wednesday and accused her of supporting terrorists. The incident was witnessed by two Washington Post reporters, according to the newspaper, which reported that Ocasio-Cortez exited the House chamber before Greene shouted, Hey, Alexandria, multiple times to get her attention. Ocasio-Cortez did not stop to address Green, and the Georgia lawmaker continued shouting while asking her why she supports Antifa and Black Lives Matter, claiming that they are, quote, terrorist groups, according to the Post. Nice. Did you catch that? That lady's awesome. Did you catch that? Accosted her. Mm -hmm. She's literally, hey. I would say harangue. Hey, Alexandria. Hey, Alexandria. Hey, Alexandria. To which... Alexandra Cortez waves her off and keeps walking. And as she's walking away, she's yelling at her. Mm-hmm. What exactly in that arises to the level of accosting someone? Maybe I don't understand what that word accost means. When because the, when the accost happens, I hope they get it on video. No kidding. No kidding. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. She says, uh, Green says, called her a chicken. <laughs> 
who doesn't want to debate the Green New Deal. She says, Green says, these members are cowards. They need to defend their legislation to the people. That's pathetic. Now, here's the funny thing. <laughs> she says, uh, Green tried to begin an argument with Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez when Rep Representative Ocasio-Cortez tried to walk away. Congresswoman Green began screaming and called Representative Ocasio-Cortez a terrorist sympathizer. Like what exactly is wrong with that statement? I don't I don't find anything wrong with that statement as no, a terrorist I, sympathizer. I believe it's a factual statement. I, I think it's a very factual statement. So then now Ocasio Cortez is all triggered, right? She wants the sergeant at arms <laughs> to take steps to make Congress a safe civil place for all members and staff. In other words, the sergeant at arms has to uh, keep AOC's feelings from getting hurt. Exactly. That's, that's his new job. Yeah. One member has already been forced to relocate her office due to Congresswoman Green's attacks. <laughs> hmm. She's bothering me. I want to go to a new play area. I mean, seriously, I it don't comes even. comes to servicing get, your premier vehicle, you the, want a dealership uh, that gives. The idea now that it's up to the sergeant at arms to make sure that the people in Congress are not having their feelings hurt. What kind? I, this is once again, JC. I want to send our legislators on a field trip and go hang out in Parliament for a day. I mean, where they throw tables at each other and 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 say not so nice things to each other. When here's the thing, JC, when we have a civil <laughs> government. <laughs> That's funny. Give her a safe place. A crib. Yeah, give her a safe place. Oh yeah, but this is a really good point. She's all about defund the police. Right. Until until she wants the sergeant in arms to protect her yeah. from somebody hurting her feelings. Right. <laughs> so my point was going to be, if we have a civil government, then there's something wrong with government. Right. Yeah, road I cone. think so. AOC needs a road cone on her head. That's awesome. <laughs> Where is that one? Brian. Oh, man. Oh boy. We should come up with some AOC don't, memes. Don't so. they typically get coloring books? Like there's a how do they handle that? They where, have they, color they, therapy. They do have that. Where her people go to school. Yeah, they get coloring books and mm -hmm. safe places. Mm -hmm. So they need a they need a, a coloring book table for right. AOC. That's right. what they should do. So this if I were sergeant at arms, mm -hmm. I'd be like, yeah, I'm right on that. I would go get a table, <laughs> like set up a table, and I'd lay out packs of crayons and then and, and but crayons with, are racist with one now. of those box uh, with the cool mm -hmm. crayon sharpener you yeah. have to have that because you had to have a sharpener books yeah yeah the crayon sharpener the one thing that every kid had to have that every teacher hated because it left it wax mess, didn't it wax it made a big mess wax pieces all over the place i love those yeah. so she needs a coloring book table we can, oh, I got it. Let's set her up a whole table. She can have a coloring book table. We can get her those little safety pops that had the little, do you remember the lollipops they used to give that didn't have a stick that they had the little, 
uh, oh, yeah. wrapped yeah. paper on them so you couldn't like hook. jab yourself. So they're the safety pops. And make sure she has all the things, safety pins and all the things, pens that she can't hurt herself with. They make the wobbly pens for the people I on Suicide Watch. I want, want a bong on the table, probably. A what? A bong. She a bong. Smoke. A bong. Yeah. She would probably want that. I don't know if we could do that, but we'll get her a coloring book table. Yeah. That would be good. Wax lips. <laughs> so we need to start a pe petition. Someone should, someone, what is that petition site? Somebody should go to that petition site and start a petition uh, for, um, <laughs> to get. Does something yeah. distract <laughs> Sometimes the chat room gets out of hand. <laughs> um, it does on Twitch anyway. The, um, yeah. Anyway, start a petition to get her a coloring book table. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, yeah. How? Why don't we just start a campaign where everybody just mails her coloring books? Mm -hmm. How fun would that be? Sunny could make an awesome yeah, meme. Change.org. Change. Yeah, change.org. Sunny could make an awesome meme. Mail a Casio Cortez therapy yeah. petition to purchase a Casio Cortez a coloring book table so that she may have a safe place. Mm -hmm. On the floor of Congress. Yes. A coloring book table. And then we can all mail her coloring books. Because I think that would be fun. Great. For her to get like <laughs> dozens and dozens and dozens of coloring hey, books. JC's idea. I'm going to claim that one. Yeah, claim it. Let them know where that came from. <laughs> Finger paints. Then she can't hurt herself with a paintbrush. Yeah. Problem is, is how do you provide crayons to somebody? That's no fun, John. <laughs> I'd rather get her a coloring book tape. I pray every day. So I'm, I'm, I already got that covered. I got the crane, the praying covered, but you know, what she's missing is you, the coloring book. Tape. It's you, you her safe it, place. It's, it's spirit and body, safe right? Space. We're spirit and body. So we'll pray for her spirit and then soothe her bo body with coloring books. Yeah. All but right. How do you, you're our CRT expert. How do you send crayons to somebody these days? Because I did read an article that crayons are, are racist because they have colors on them. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. Oh, we can. There you go, California citizen. We can get her the safety scissors, safety too, that scissors, don't have the, yep. the uh, uh, critical race theory. John, mm -hmm. critical race theory. Um, yeah, so we can get her the safety scissors that have the round point on them. And, uh, oh, maybe if we just, all right, okay, we're you getting have to know when to move on. <laughs> well, that's all I got today, JC. We got a short show today. All right. <laughs> Play sand. Play sand is cool. Play sand is very cool. We didn't have that when I was growing up. Yeah. But you can't give her Play-Doh because you can actually eat that. And now they're saying you can get sick from eating Play-Doh. Play-Doh with the little machine that made the noodles and all that oh, stuff. Oh, the, yeah. uh, the, the, the Play-Doh pumper barber shop. Where the guy's hair grew and made the little crunchy yep. noodles all we've, over the floor. We've gone completely off the rails. Sporks. So, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> um, if you'll start that petition, I'll sign it. Yeah, somebody sure. start the petition, and I'll get Sunny to make the meme to send her some, safe, so we can we safe can, space. We can send her some protect coloring her from books. Big bad Marjorie. Big bad Marjorie. <laughs> 
Wasn't that a character for Pee Wee Herman? Wasn't, wasn't Marge. That the, Marge, the Marge was truck the driver. truck driver. Wow, yeah. with that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Maybe. you're not seeing those out there. Is that P she's having PTSD because it's she saw Pee Wee Herman? All right. <laughs> well, we'll pray for AOC. Bless her heart and send her coloring books Poor to make thing. her feel better. <laughs> Congratulations, Jason. She's such a tender-hearted socialist. <laughs> Hypocrite. <laughs> All right, guys. Love you. We'll see you tomorrow.